Welcome to RGM. Are you in a band? Come and join us. Simply click on the RGM submission page, submit your music, and we'll sort the rest. Be a part of it with Scott's Menswear, the go-to destination for sports fashion. With a reputation spanning over 30 years, Scott's has a mega brand catalogue featuring Adidas Originals, Nike, Fred Perry, Pretty Green, and many more. Here at RGM, we love the support that they offer us and the music-loving community around us. Check them out at scottsmenswear.com. Hello, one, two, three, four. Hi, guys. Welcome to the podcast, the RGM Experience Podcast, with me, Carl Maloney. How are you doing? You're on eight. Oh, I'm fresh off a little breakaway. I've been in the Isle of Man, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's lovely out there. Uh, loads of walks. Uh, I went to a, two castles. Uh, a gin factory. A vegan restaurant, ladies and gentlemen. And I think it, it was the best meal that I had while I was out there. A jack, a barbecue jackfruit burger, delicious. Um, yeah, yeah. I've had a nice few days off. I'm a little bit behind on stuff. I feel a bit stressed by that. Um, but when you create and you and you're you self-employed and you need to get shit done, and you take a few days off. It kind of it makes you a bit twitchy when you're a bit behind, and that's that's the vibe that I'm feeling at the minute. But I'm getting there crack on today and get it all sorted. Uh, so yeah, if you've sent a message over to RGM, there's a reason why I've not got back to you yet. I've been away. Uh, just give us a little bit of time and I'll be, I'll be straight back. Uh, today, ladies and gentlemen, I'm refreshed from the Isle of Man, ready to crack on. Uh, a little bit of podcast news as well. We're moving the, the show to Acast. Um, yeah, so if you, if, if you see a couple of shows that might double up sooner or later, it's, I'm just waiting for it to switch over to a, the new host, uh, to Acast. Uh, you get more options with the Patreon and that kind of stuff through Acast. Uh, we're just trying to merge it all together to give you, the listeners, a better experience. So yeah, it should it should all sort itself out soon. Just need a week. Come on, Acast, sort it. Um, yeah, so you know, this show has moved on to Patreon as well, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you if you've already subscribed over there. Uh, you'll get access to early content, bonus content. You're going to be able to get uh, early access to shows now as well. Now I've sorted the Patreon thing. And it's only going to grow and get better as I get better at it and learning what it all, what it all, what, what you can do on there, really. It's not the most uh, dynamic of sites to, uh, to create stuff on, so I'm still learning the best ways of uh, getting stuff out to you. So bear with us a month or two, eh? Thank you. And as always on the podcast, we've got an amazing guest for you, ladies and gentlemen, coming up very soon. We've got Rich Wilson. I like Rich. You know, when you, you feel like you click with somebody. And we, you know, we, 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 he was down in Brighton or London or wherever he was at the time. An amazing comedian. Uh, we had a chat over Zoom. Zoomy Zoom. And Zoom is okay, isn't it? It's convenient for podcasts and stuff. It's sometimes difficult to to feel a connection sometimes 
but I felt it with Rich. I like him. Nice guy. An amazing comedian. And an award-winning podcaster. Uh, insane in the membrane. The podcast. Award-winning. Yeah, so Rich is coming up very soon, ladies and gentlemen. So what's been going on in RGM world? Mm, yeah, we've just been getting loads of stuff out. We've just put we've just put some Halloween quizzes out. You know, it's it, it, today is Halloween. If you if you're listening to this podcast on the Monday when it comes out, uh, so yeah, there's a few Halloweeny things flying around, quiz and that uh, playlists, Halloween playlists, shocking Halloween songs. There's a post all about that. So a little bit of entertainment, a little bit. Yeah. Um, around this festive Halloween season. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, thanks guys for joining us again for another great week. Got loads of stuff coming up on the magazine. Stay tuned this week, ladies and gentlemen. At to rgm.press. Got loads of, I've got a busy week this week. I'm, I'm back at work full-time after the operation, after having a bit of a uh, slow... What's it called? Like a phase return to work type thing. So I'm back up full time next week. And I've got loads of interviews that I'm recording as well. So, uh, And I've got a backlog of stuff while I've been away. Um, it never ends, does it? Mm. But it's all good. It's all bloody good. Oh, one thing you can do now as well is you can ask Alexa, play the RGM podcast, and it'll just play it to you. That's another little thing that you can just have a little go out so if you if you're just at home and you want to have a listen to us and there's a new show that's come out um <laughs> guys I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna stop talking about our stuff you're here for the guest i know you are i know you are because you tell me <laughs> so ladies and gentlemen we've got the amazing rich wilson coming up now i had the pleasure of watching his uh, watching him record his live special down at the Froggate Bucket in Manchester recently. Adored his set. Um, just grabs the crowd by the bollocks and takes them on a ride. Love it. Get to know Rich if you don't know him within this podcast. Check out his... Uh, within the description of the podcast. You can check out his website, all his gigs and all that kind of stuff. Check out his website. His... Uh, so website, I just said... Uh, check out his... Um, his podcast, of course. And we'll see you on the other side. Hi mate, how you doing? I'm good, mate. How are you? I'm I'm brilliant, thanks, mate. Thanks, mate. I've I've been really enjoying comedy recently. I've been going out to a few gigs. I've had a bit of time off work having an operation, so I've had a bit of time on my hands. Oh, yeah. So I've I've been out uh, just exploring and getting out to as many comedy gigs as I can. Uh, I went to see Doug Stanhope uh, in Manchester oh, at the Apollo. Amazing. How was that? Oh, just fantastic. Just you, you can never tell with a comedian if they're really off the red or not. But he came on saying, I'm, on, I'm fucking on edibles. So you never really know if it's part of the act or not. But I think with him, I think it's real. <laughs> I think it might be. I think yeah. he's, he's always on something. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that, that's hero. Great. I love that song. Yeah, yeah. mate. Really, really great gig and uh, massive gig at the Apollo in Manchester as well. And I also went to see Scott Bennett at Stoller Hall recently. Oh, yeah. Yeah, mate. And I went to see your special as well, mate, in Manchester. So I've, I've, I've been so committed, which is amazing too, mate. And congratulations on that. Thank you. 
I appreciate that. Ah, oh, Scott Bennett's marvellous. I love Scott. Yeah. As a human being and a comedian, mm. um, it was really nice to be able to film my special in Manchester. Mm. I mentioned it at the beginning of the show, I think, just saying how much Manchester means to me because mm. it was the centre of the universe when I was coming of age because of the music and everything we were doing. So to be able to to film my my first ever hour special in Manchester yeah. was it was something else, man. It was something else. Yeah, mate. And I know you've got you, you like your music as well as me. We're we're predominantly a music magazine, but we do and have started comedy uh, covering a lot of comedy recently with you know Edinburgh Festival Finge and just getting out amongst and celebrating comedy because comedy feels like it's back, mate. It feels like it's oh, proper on its back. It's really good. Yeah, oh, it's it's really. I was talking about last night at a gig, and mm. we were just saying how busy we all are now. We're all at it. We're all back doing the doing the you know the five hour drives. Yeah, just trying to get about, and <laughs> and it's exciting again. It's exciting. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. And it it, it feels like there's been like a, a massive resurgence just in people going out midweek. Because when I watched your special, just rammed down at the Frog and Bucket, just on a Tuesday night, just people like having a drink after work, and there were a few people that had had a few more than what what you know just enjoying themselves just fucking having it and it was just yeah. a really nice place to be in a comedy club again i've really I, I, I can't stress how much i just enjoy that environment yeah i think that was what i think that's what we realized when, when everything was in lockdown we realized yeah. how sociable we actually are you know we need yeah. even if you don't go it's still it's still nice to have the option to be able to go out yeah. you know and we, we, we had that taken away and we suddenly were like oh shit yeah i want to I need to go and see people. I want to just that, just being out and going, oh, should we nip in and have a pint? Should we yeah. go and have a, have a glass of wine over here? Mm. And so now we're allowed back out, especially in a city like Manchester, which yeah. from in, in my, in my eyes, and I mean, no disrespect to London yeah. or anything like that, but it is definitely, there's always somewhere you can go. There's always a corner somewhere yeah. as the night goes, as the night progresses. I'm always, every time I'm in Manchester, I'm always out late. I'm always out <laughs> just in some, some place somewhere with with some fascinating people, it's, yeah. it is definitely one of my favourite cities in the world, Manchester. I it's, love it. It's great. I'm not. I'm not from here originally. I'm from Sheffield originally. And when I moved to I Manchester, was say Sheffield. Yeah, that, that's the Yorkshire twang coming through. Yeah, because this is rate rate good. Yeah, it, it it started off as rate good music when we just did yeah. music. Now I change it to rate good magazine because it was just easy and it began with M and I could just change it easier. You've got to make things easy for people to, to to get involved with, so I changed it to RGM. So yeah, that, that's where the rate comes from. I'm, I'm a Sheffield lad recently, moved to Manchester, and you're right. It's it's quite a it, it, not as much as like before than uh, after lockdown, but before lockdown there was something going on every weekend. It's exhausting, set. There's so much to to do yeah. and to to get involved with. It's 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 getting back. It's not where it was pre-pandemic yet, I don't think. But it's you're you're right. You can just be out. You can get up to some right. You can get up to some no good, can't you? In this place, There's yeah, all that of stuff. I was, I was in that. I was on Oldham Street, and I was in that yeah. bar that looks like they've done it out like an old Blockbusters. <laughs> so I was sat in there with um, another uh, uh, Ignacio Lopez. We'd had a gig. We were at the Frog actually. Yeah. And then afterwards, we nipped in there, and then there was a there was a, a, a lesbian couple that had been at the gig. Oh. We ended up having a pint with them, yeah. getting a bit sozzled. Then we went somewhere else, and somewhere else we ended up in a. There's like a video game bar. We end up in there and just, just bouncing around, just yeah, bouncing yeah. around the city. Beautiful. <laughs> yeah, and then, you know, I love the thing about Sheffield, what I love about Sheffield, yeah. Sheffield, Sheffield needs a little bit of love at the minute. It's, mm. it's kind of, it's getting there. They're going to start, yeah. they'll start, it'll, it'll come back. But at the minute when I've been there, 
you can feel that it's kind of it needs that it needs uh, it needs another burst of energy pumped into it. It definitely you know? does. They're doing so much work to the city centre, but yeah. they just kind of. I think they're just building too many fucking buildings for businesses that are just still empty. Yeah. Building brand new, nice looking buildings that are just empty, just because. Yeah, yeah, exactly. and it doesn't, and that's what kills the heart of any city. Yeah. When they start doing that, they start when they start build, uh, you know, building things for the rich people. It just fucks it because the real people go, well, we won't go there then. We're going to go elsewhere, and we end up, you know, we end up on the outskirts mm-hmm. of it. But well, what I love about Sheffield because I was really worried because the lead mill was going to go, yeah. and the lead mill is such an iconic place mm-hmm. that. Even I was like, no, 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 we can't have that. Having having played it myself yeah. for comedy, but all the bands that have been through there, that's the thing. Sheffield's such, got such a rich musical mm. history. You know, the Pulp, Revenant and Makers, Arctic Monkeys, um, we've got Richard Hawley, Long Pigs, all them. It's just this, it's got it all. Yeah. And it and to have that, the heart of that gonna be ripped out so that so that people could just put in more boring fucking apartments was yeah. was was devastating, mate. Well we we, we talk about you know, the impact of the lead mill quite a few times over the last few podcasts. And yeah. uh, within within our link tree for the podcast, just while we're on it, the, you, you can click on there and sign the petition to save that place. Because uh, it means a lot to me. You know, I played in bands there many years ago, supporting the Inspiral Carpets and that kind of stuff and just fucking yeah, having a good cool. time. And yeah, it just means so much to the city. And, and from a comedy point of view, Sheffield, uh, there's more like Ruffles turned up there now. That's a nice new comedy place that's there. Yeah, yeah, the lead yeah. mole's always done comedy it used to kind of only be last laugh that uh at the city hall and um uh, and and the other little one up less car um, yeah. where they used to have little places there when Ab- abcom when I, I did stand-up comedy about 10 years ago i gave it a go and there, yeah. were, there were little, little little venues like abcom on Aberdale road that used to be a really good place for comedy but that sadly went so it, it's nice to see sheffield have a lot more comedy places or environments for people to to go and observe comedy as well, I think. Yeah, it's really good for vintage shops as well, Sheffield. Mm, yeah. That's why I love going there. And there's one in particular, Freshman, Freshman's Vintage. Yeah. I can't remember what road it's on, but it's it's round the corner from uh, Last Laugh and City Hall. Mm. And it's and it's one of the best ones. I was in there a little while ago and um, oh, I can't remember her name. I'm really sorry. If she's listening. I'm really sorry. I fucking can't remember her name. My brain is fogged, man. <laughs> But she had, she had on, um, there was a couple of girls, I think they work in the shop or they, mm. she knew them. And she had them on there in there playing music in the yeah. shop. It was brilliant. Yeah. It was brilliant. Freshman's vintage, man. It was, it's so, that's what I love about Sheffield, the vintage shops, mate. Yeah. It's still it's cracking for that. No, I, I love that. I love that. And, uh, you know, there's, there's just so much to see and do out there in the world. It's quite intimidating when you've been locked up for a bit, just getting your yeah. passing gear and getting back out there, isn't it? I know you've got, um, I've been listening to your podcast as well, and you've got this radio show that we'll come on to uh, in a bit yeah. with you, mate. Um, but I just want to start with your a bit more background on yourself, if that's all right, Paul. So right. when did you start thinking that comedy is going to be something that you were, you know, just how did it all begin, really? What, you know? Um, so it would have been, it would have been 2004, Mm. When I did my first ever gig, um, there's a mate of mine called Silky, yep. who's a Leeds-based comedian. Mm. And uh, me and him became mates, and he just said, a few people had said you could do it, like Rob Rouse said it, mm. who's in Upstart Crow now. And he was going, you know, you've got that glint in your eye. I think you can do it. I think you can do it. And I'm like, I don't know, I don't know. And then Silky and I, we were sat in this shitty nightclub in Maidstone <laughs> in Kent called Strawberry Moons. <laughs> and we were just sat in this corner 
both of us shouldn't have been in there. It was a, it was one of them. We were like, oh, this is this is brutal in here. <laughs> we're having a chat, and then he said, right, you've got your first gig. It's on this date. It's in two months' time, yeah. and you can't back out. <laughs> and and I did it. And so yeah, two thousand and four did my how first. Long, gig. How long was that? Like five minutes, ten minutes, a bit more. Five minutes. Five minutes. Yeah, so starting off. Of yeah, which is like the standard, isn't it? It's like yeah. standard starting time. And I did two and a half minutes. <laughs> All right, okay. Uh, I did one joke, got a laugh, forgot the next one, and then got off. <laughs> did you ever do gong shows or out like that? Oh, mate, I don't know how people do them. I've done a few of them. I've, I've done the one at um, uh, Comedy Club uh, in, in Manchester. I did, I did that one once, and that were like three minutes, and then straight off. Just like, uh, just like that. they're too much, man. My missus, my 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 wife is a is a comedian, and she's done the comedy store mm. gong show. Yeah, that that was it. comedy store in Manchester one. That's that's where it was. Yeah, and, and, and it, uh, before it got, it's closed down now. They've, they've had problems with the building in Manchester. The one, uh, the main yeah. one on Deansgate. But there was some structural damage or something, mm. and they're arguing over who's who's uh, for, who has to deal with it. So uh, okay. that's ongoing, unfortunately. Yeah. But um, yeah, she's I mean, done one for you to do it and my missus to do a gong show you're better you're stronger people than i am i've emceed the one at the comedy store yeah. i could never be i could never do it myself honestly it would be brutal there was a fella once came down from preston on the on the mega bus all the way down from preston on the mega bus he set his little bits up he went on he said one thing, gonged off, back on the <laughs> metal and i'm like fuck me man my first ever one, I think I got to four minutes, luckily, because I think I just tried to speak slower. We're <laughs> uh, for Spiky Mike at the Glee Club in uh, in Nottingham. Yeah, my first ever like attempt at it, uh, and they, right. they, they are they are brutal. But it, you know, it's it's good breeding ground. It, you, you get to you get to you get to see the the hard side of it instantly, don't you? And like learn to just accept bombing sometimes. Well, that's it. I mean, you have, that's part of what we do you, at yeah. some point it doesn't matter how, how how long you've been doing it how good you get at it there's mm. always gonna be that one night where you die on your ass yeah the better the longer you do it the better you get at it so the spaces in between the deaths become bigger but they're still there there's still that sneaky yeah. little that sneaky little shit night just waiting around the corner when <laughs> yeah. they normally happens when you're riding really high and you're like i am bulletproof <laughs> i am out all trying to corner kicks you in the nuts <laughs> <laughs> It coming, didn't see it coming. Yeah, oh, no, it's, it, it keeps you on your toes, definitely. And one, what, the, the main reason why I didn't carry on is that my I've only just like I'm 44 now, and I've only just like realized recently, pr- pretty much in the last three years, just how crap I am at communication and just like having like conversations with other humans other than just yeah, you're right, yeah, let's have a pint, yeah, do you know, all that kind of shit. And it's kind of like it, it, it's a development area for me, if you want to use a, like that kind of term. Where oh, this this, nice. po- this podcast's definitely helping me with it, and that's why I'm I'm doing it really to you know to get better at communication and speaking to people on different levels. Yeah. Um, and that it, for, for me, I didn't love being on the comedy scene because I was from music originally, and I was originally in bands and stuff, and that's where my heart was. Um, so it, so I did I did it over a year, and, and which I know is nowhere near long enough to 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 get any any kind of you know. Uh, efficiency at doing comedy yeah. you know people have been doing it for 10 years before they even start headlining gigs and that kind of stuff don't they so wh- when did you start to realize that you were um going to do this professionally i think it started 
because the first my first year I did six gigs like I just mm. I was doing because I was I was doing a day job as well. Yeah. Then I was sort of I think I was two three, I was three years in, and there used to be a big uh, load of clubs called Jonglers, like a big mm. big chain big chain of clubs, and they paid sort of like five hundred quid a weekend. So mm. the day I got made redundant from my day job, I got the email saying, "Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna book you for mm. our clubs." Can you go to Oxford or tomorrow? And I'm like, perfect. So it just we just worked out perfectly because I MC as well. So I MC quite a yeah. bit, and that that gets you in a lot of places because mm. people don't want to MC. They always it's like football. Everyone wants to be up front, you know, scoring. No one wants to be in defence, and that's the same as as an MC. An MC, you're kind of you're a defender, yeah. and, and 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 then so because I do it. And people are like, oh yeah, come and do this and come and do that and come and do the other. Cause I love emceeing. So that got me in loads of places really quickly. So within the space of three years, I was getting paid, you know, decent money yeah. more than I was getting for my day job. So, you know, it just sort of, it just sort of happened. I didn't even know I was going to be a comedian. I never <laughs> planned to be one. Yeah. It just happened. I never I planned just... to start this magazine thing. It just organically happened after, 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 after putting yourself in your outside your comfort zone. When I did comedy, I started hosting music gigs in Sheffield after I packed in comedy because uh, somebody saw me doing a few gigs and stuff. I ended up doing this film in London from it. Oh, because yeah. Somebody were in the crowd. I did this little thing a few years ago. And it kind of like getting yourself out of your comfort zone op- opens up opportunities as well, which I've... Oh, yeah. Which, which is yeah. Nice. Absolutely. It, the power of yes is really... Mm. I know it sounds cheesy, but I didn't realise I was like that. I was all... Yeah. I didn't realise I was always like, oh, yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, I'll do that. And I've always been the same. Mm. And I think... A lot of people I know that are still living in the in the small town we grew up in, and you know they look at me and they're going, like, "Oh, you've done this and you've done that." You go, "Yeah," because I said yes. I go, yeah, I'll go and do that. Yeah, mm. all right then. And so, and you actually do like, it as well, and you follow through oh, with yeah. it, and you because and you, that's another thing as well, isn't it? Yeah, you're just <laughs> bouncing around. I'm always yeah. just bouncing. I'm always somewhere. <laughs> yes. Yeah, go on, then I'll do that. <laughs> that's it. You've got, you've got to just open yourself up. Open yourself up yeah. a little bit, and. All manner of stuff will happen. Again, my missus is really good at that. The uh, the positive thinking. Yeah. Get bogged down in all your negative thoughts. And I've had a real, I've had a run of bad luck mm. the last couple of years. And I felt, oh God, you know, you know, like you, because it's a pen, it's like not a pen, it's a circle on it. And I felt I was at the bottom for quite a while. Like, oh, nothing's happening. Yeah. Gigs are going. I don't know what to do. And then she just started saying, well, you've got to be more positive. If you start opening yourself up again, you watch good things out, and I was like, "Oh, that's bullshit! That's bullshit!" <laughs> yeah. And then it happened. I started to. I said, "You know what? All right, what have I got to lose?" So I started to physically say out loud, "Come on, mate, sort your shit out. Yeah. Just, just get back out there. Sent a few emails, got in touch with a few people, and then suddenly it's like, whoosh! Yeah. I'm off again. You know, I'm supporting Jack White all tonight. So oh, wow. things are happening, and it's yeah. you know, yeah." Yeah, it's all right. Yeah, Being more positive, man. Yeah, yeah, good work, mate. And you know the 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 stages of comedy. You mentioned it in your special as well. You talk about, um, I think it. No, it, it, we, I'm getting mixed up. I've watched a lot of your content re- recently. Uh, <laughs> it, it must have been in one of your podcast episodes. You mentioned just how hard work, it, how different the comedy industry is now, where comedians, even established headliners, are still having to do a day job. Where when you yeah. first started, it was it, it wasn't as difficult as that because there were kind of more paid opportunities and bigger like the yeah. junglers thing around there at the minute. So it's, it seems harder to make the cut from, you know, being full-time comedian these days, it feels like, just oh, listening to the podcast. Yeah, definitely. There's a load of people I know that are still working day jobs. New acts, new acts. Mm. 
they're, they're, they're having to do they're having to do both you know they're having to get time off to go up to edinburgh if they can or yeah. a lot of them were working remotely during the day and then they were doing their shows and then going back and working some more it's very difficult it's difficult it's very not a bit difficult it's it's more challenging now to make some money because you know it, the, the the clubs are more sort of splintered so there aren't whereas before we get booked for a whole weekend so you knew you were at the same club the whole weekend then you get your money on tuesday so you know you were it was a, it was a nice and easy lifestyle but now you you're like one day like today i'm in st albans and then bista and then tomorrow i'm in i'm down near southampton sunday i'm in bognor Sunday night I'm in Bedford. You know, you're you're everywhere. You just, you know, it's there's a lot more running around. Yeah. There's also there's also you've got to be more prolific on social media. You've got yeah. you've got to spend days now like uploading content, being involved with with the apps like Twitter and 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 you know TikTok and all these things that you never used to have to do before. You used to just rely on, you know, the the clubs would book you because you were good at what you do, but now you have to be good at what you do. Yeah. You also have to have a little bit of a of a following, maybe to you know they're more because people want to they want people that are going to sell tickets. Yeah. So there's a lot more there's a lot more challenges now that I think some some of the older comics are struggling with because they never had to do it before. Yeah. Whereas I'm sort of the I'm sort of in with them, but I kind of, I'm in between the older ones <laughs> and the younger ones. I feel like school. Yeah. I'm in between. I'm in between it all, and I just so I'm kind of. I'm finding my way, finding my way, but yeah, I, there's a lot I, more. There's a I lot more. To, to take I had to find my way through it just when I started this magazine thing because it's you know socials are so important to letting yeah. people know what you're doing so they can so they at least know who you are. Then it's another job to do something interesting online for, to make them click on stuff, yeah. um, and it's just nonstop. Uh, if, when when new people start uh, working with us and creating content with us and that kind of stuff, they. Uh, and I suppose it's like a bit like I was with comedy, really. When, when you start off, you like the idea of it, but when you st- when you keep doing it, you realise just how hard work it is just to just to keep the wheels on the thing, really. Uh, particularly with social media. So you've got your socials, and then you've got to come up with new material. Mm. So you've got to keep your material ticking over, which is yeah. another reason why I was glad to record at the Frog and Bucket, because yeah. that means now that material's done. Yeah. That's that's all there now. So now I have to come up with some more stuff so that that will push me to 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 write some new gear so so, so as the jacket think, be, as the jacket being put in a cupboard now then yeah <laughs> <laughs> my friend's birdman jacket <laughs> i didn't want to step on your material or anything like that so i thought i'd bring it up if you're burning it now i'm not <laughs> i know is your special out yet is it is it out like is your special uh, out? no not yet i don't okay. know when it's coming up but okay. soon but that's it it was nice to be able to mix up my comedy with my love of comedy with my love of music. Yeah. You know, cause I love, I do, I, I have music on all the time. I'm always shazamming. We were out the other night in this little wine bar thing and they were playing this kick-ass playlist. And I was just there like that while we're having a cheese ball. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I love it. There's there's always been, and, and the main reason why we've, we, we've started doing comedy over the last you know five or six years or so on our gem, but there is a connection between music and comedians. I think, Musicians feel like they can be comedians, and comedians feel like they can be musicians. I suppose. Yeah, is there that kind of creative similarity there somewhere that I'm trying to yeah. word badly at the minute? No, no, no. I think you're right. I think there is a similarity there with coming up with because so you know, like musicians, like songwriters, they say they'll be in a the shower or they'll they'll dream a song or a song will hit them 
out of nowhere. And it's the same with, with jokes, the same with material. Like I was in the shower just now and I was thinking about this old bit I used to do. And then this new joke, just this new line just popped into my head. And I was like, ah, oh, I've got to get out and write that down. So I got out quick and then I'm on my phone, like, <laughs> right, before I forget it. So it's like, yeah, it's like songwriting. Like, like I think Noel Gallagher said, you know, like you're sat by the river with a fishing rod and you're just waiting for that song to come along and you can fish it out. And I think that's the same with, with jokes, with comedy. You're looking for the funny in all sorts of things. I think musicians and comedians, we have this bit of our brain that's just always yeah. spinning. It's yeah. always collecting ideas, phrases, something that someone said, you know, pictures, images, all, and it's all gathering in here. And then you don't even know, you don't even know, it. it's just happening, it's constantly yeah. going, constantly going. And that's the same with musicians. They're always looking for a turn of phrase, a note or something, or they'll they'll be sat next to, they'll be in traffic and they'll hear a van and it'll make a particular noise and they'll go, oh, that sounds like, I like the rhythm of that. That sounds great. That's a that's a bit of that, you know. And so, yeah, there are similarities that, yeah, definitely yeah, that create that creative side of it. No, I, I love all that. So, like, just before you, like, you know, you became professional, it kind of, fell in your lap it was a good timing in a way it sounded like yeah um then you you start doing your headline gigs and then how do you kind of like progress from that as a comedian as, as a headliner because headliners you know anybody starting off wants to be a headliner and you know get paid for what they do how, how do you maintain that and push on from that as an experienced comedian yourself i think in my in my case it's just all sort of happened organically like mm-hmm. you know again just saying yes to stuff uh, so I, am, I used to MC all the time, and then that just organically it started getting to a point where clubs would go, "We're going to book you to do a set." So you end up, you know, you start, you're an opener, or you're on in the middle, and then it got to a point they start going, "Well, can you close? We, we need you to close on this date." And then that, then other clubs say, "Oh, you're closing that. Oh, well, can you come and close it for us?" Mm. And then there's like, and then they go, "Oh, if you're opening there, can you open this one and then go and close that one?" And so you become. Yeah, they 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 they're excited to have you because they know you can do the job. Yeah. They want you in, so that happens organically. And then with the recording of the special, that just that just happened with. They just messaged me and went, "Can you come to Manchester on Tuesday?" Mm. And I went, "Yeah." They went because we we happened to see your show in Edinburgh. We really liked it. Oh, nice. We want to we want to record it. Come and can you come and do it? And I was like, "Yeah, of course I can." <laughs> so it just happens. I've been really yeah. again. Really, been, it's just happened organically. I haven't really had to go. I want to do this. I want to do that. It's kind of, I've worked really hard and it's happened on its own. So yeah, you make make your own luck doing it that way as well. Don't you? You know, people can get bogged down with, I'm not getting breaks. I'm not getting breaks, but there's probably a reason why you're not. You're you're probably one, not putting you to saying yes enough or putting yourself out there and, and, and possibly you're not working hard enough as well. You've got to put the work in. It's, Mm. you know, I've missed out on weddings. I've missed out on yeah. all sorts of birthday parties and holidays. And, you know, I remember being away with when I was, I was married before mm. and I was away with my my ex-wife and I just said, to, and we were in Turkey and I was like, listen, I'm going to have to go home like a day early because I've had this big gig offered yeah. and I had to fly home. I had to fly home like a day or so before her. So, you know, you have to make sacrifices and it's yeah. horrible. But the people that love you support you and understand that this is what you have to do. Yeah. But it's brutal. It's brutal. Yeah, but you have yeah. to do it. You want to get where you are. Like with bands, you have to do the gigs. Yeah. You have to drive the ass into nowhere in a play shitty to band. And <laughs> but play maybe, to no one. You yeah. have to play to no one. Yeah. And then and then even the promoter likes what you do. 
mm-hmm. or you get you get someone else notices you and goes, oh, we saw you guys at the boardwalk. Can you come and support this band? We thought you were great. And then, and it's all about, and you wouldn't have got that if mm-hmm. you hadn't driven to the arse in the nowhere and just happened to see this guy. So it's a lot of, there's a lot of luck involved as well, yeah. getting in front of people. And but if you fling yourself out enough into do enough gigs, someone somewhere is going to see you. Mm-hmm. And, they, and they're going to recognize that, that you want it, like because yeah. they don't want to work with part timers. They don't yeah. want to work with people that are just they, you know, they've got all the they got the fur coat and the big hat, but you know, but they don't want to sing on a Wednesday. And you yeah. go, well, then you're a fucking dickhead, mate, yeah. and we don't want to work with you. Yeah, no, so okay. you got to do it. You got to put the work in. That's it. And That's it. I thought it was part of your act when you said it, but I've heard you talk about it on your podcasts after senior special. Is that like literally? And congratulations as well. You just got married. Yeah, and, and then the day after you were doing that, you were recording that special. See, that was it. So, <laughs> yeah. so the wedding's booked. It was booked on a Monday because yeah. we're both comedians. Yeah. So, and so we're all ready to go. We're getting ready for the wedding. And on like the Wednesday before the wedding, I got I got the email. I said, we really want to record your stuff. Mm. But can you get to Manchester on Tuesday, which was the day after the wedding? And I said to my missus, I'm like, oh, what am I going to do? <laughs> this has come in. And bless her, she went, you're going to have to go. You're going to have to yeah. go. You're going to have to not get too shit-faced at the wedding. <laughs> shit. Luckily, you don't get a chance because you're bouncing around talking to everybody. You kind of, you have a sip of wine and then you're off. You're off somewhere else. But Oh, I did. Oh, I did. See, that's, what, that's what I mean. So at the wedding, I'm not drinking that much because I know the next day I've got to drive up to Manchester and yeah. back. So, you know, it's all it's, it's sacrifices, mate, that you have to make, unfortunately. No, no. It, 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 and, uh, you know, particularly comedy just feels like you've got to make the ultimate sacrifice. Scott Bennett talks about it on his podcast, you know, just how hard he works. He works, you know, if, if when he, on his socials, he'll put his, his uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, maybe yeah. two gigs on Saturday, two gigs on Sunday, then he's doing a festival slot. It's just uh, And then he might get Monday off, which seems to be the day off for comedians, really, I think. Just yeah, no, such a no, no, yeah. For, I mean, and even then, you'll have a day off, but then a, a, a gig will come in on a Monday, mm. and you'll go, and it's like fifty quid. It's just around the corner from your house, <laughs> doing load of new stuff, and you go, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna have to go and do it. Nobody works harder than Scott Bennett. Yeah, that boy, I love, that. I love his podcast, and I love his, uh, his his special his tour the other day was just fantastic. His crowd work, I just really enjoyed. Just how much he, there was somebody in from British Gas that was just fucking hilarious. <laughs> I bet he rinsed them. I bet he rinsed oh, them. It, it was brilliant. It was brilliant. I don't want to do his material in any kind of injustice by repeating what he says. You know, if, if you're interested, go and catch Scott. But it, 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 it was just superb just to watch the crowd work and just to see all his hard work pay off. Because I can remember seeing him at the Grapes in Sheffield like 10 years ago, uh, just on a comedy gig, when people like Kerry Pritchard McLean were on the same kind of bill at the same brilliant. time. Yeah. And seeing those. And when I started doing comedy, uh, I drove in a few cars with people like Fern Brader. We're just oh, all wow. on the yeah. and stuff now and that kind of stuff. So so it's just, you know, it's a long, hard slog, but you can do it. You can do it if you keep going. You've got to want to do it. Mm. I know people, I know people in bands and they've had they've had big opportunities. They've been out and they've been out over they've been out to America and they've done stuff with Richie from the Black Crows mm. and they played at uh Levon Helm's studio and played on his drums and mm. had all these things, but you know, a couple of band members didn't really didn't really want it, and you're like, if yeah. you don't want it, then you know, get out of the way because there's yeah. other people that really do. Yeah, 
And it, you know, it's it's all very well playing, but you've got to really want it. And that's the thing. I want it, I want this to work. Yeah. And I want it to work for my for my kids. I want yeah. it to work for my wife. I want it to work, you know. And that's why you just got to put the work in. You've got to stick it in, man. How how are you before a gig? Like just those moments before. How how do you prepare to go onto the stage and just have it? I I always have a moment. <laughs> I always take a moment just to get out off to the just to take myself off for a minute. Yeah. Just go. I just need to just settle myself and just go, yeah, you're going to have this. I need to be calm. Because I, I I was in Edinburgh a few years ago, and I remember my my ex at the time, she was she was doing the tech. And uh, I was chatting to everybody before the show and everything. But, and then she just came up and she just went, she goes, come here. She goes, just go and stand over there because you've spent half an hour talking. You've got to talk for another hour, yeah? Go <laughs> yeah, over there yeah. and get yourself together. And I was like, oh, yeah. And it, and it just worked. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to do that. So... I ended up, so now I just have a minute, just get myself together. I listen to a bit of music on my way into the gig. I'm I'm, a, I'm obsessed with this song Nudge It by Sleeve of Mods at the minute. Oh. I'll say it in a minute, it's been since it came out two years ago. Yeah. I, I listen to that song once a day. Just, it's my song. Get you in the zone. Yeah, it just, when I'm getting off the train, it's a song I put on my headphones, so I'm striding up the platform out of the station. It's just a tune, man. It's just the one that really, it's just something about it on every level. It just, it just plugs me in. It's brilliant. I can't, I've yet to find another song yet that's done that. Do you ever get that kind of similar feeling before you interview people on your podcast and that kind of stuff? Is it a similar kind of thing? If it's someone I don't really know, mm. I'm a bit, I get a bit nervous because yeah. I don't want to look like a prick. I don't know what they're going to be like. Are they going to be up for it? Yeah. Are they, you know, there's only been one that we didn't put out. I won't mention the name, yeah. but it wasn't anyone. It was they. They're they're like a uh, like a Instagram person, okay. and we didn't really bond. And I didn't really take to her. She didn't take to me. And then at the end of it, she just went, "I've got to go." I went, "Yeah, all right." <laughs> and, <then laughs> yeah. That. and we never put it out. But then there's you know I've been lucky enough to speak to some amazing people like Glenn Matlock from the Sex Pistols, and that was nerve wracking because I'm a big fan of. The, Big fan of the pistols. Yeah. Who in there? Who, who ever thought you'd get to talk to a fucking sex pistol, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So I'm all on the way to the studio in Tunbridge Wells, where we do it. My that's where my producer's got his got his studio, and I'm on the train and I'm reading up about him and I'm listening to the pistols and I'm like, fuck, oh my god, this is you know <laughs> too much. Yeah, it was. Do, I mean, you, it was, do really, you ever get the feeling that you just need you just, your body just tells you that it's breaking down somehow? I, and and it, and 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 it's te- it's telling you to run. It's saying just fucking run. I don't need this in my life. You yeah, need, a, you, need a, you need a piss. You need a shit. You need everything possible that your body's trying to like get out of you before and tell you to run. I, I get that quite a lot, but I kind of I have to channel that energy and just think it's going to be all right. And generally, it is. Well, that is it. It's, <laughs> that, it's that fight or flight stuff, isn't it? Because yeah. your body knows you're about to get into a stressful situation. Yeah. So your body, if we, if that's the thing, I was really looking forward to it. But if he, if I had got a text going, oh, Glenn's postponed or he's cancelled, I'd have been, <laughs> oh, all right, yeah, that's fair enough. Up again. Yeah, and then so it's so the so the interview starts, and he's great, but he's not, yeah. he's not like he's not loose, and he's not, yeah. you know, and, I'm, and he's he's a bit standoffish, and he was a bit, you know, because he's done a he's done a million interviews, yeah. he doesn't know who the fuck I am, he's yeah. just doing another interview, so. 
even but my producer said you can see it 20 minutes in suddenly it clicks and he goes you can see it yeah, in his head he's like oh this is all right actually mm. and he just opened up and started talking about all manner of stuff mm. and it was great talking about going and having fish and chips around ronnie wood's mm-hmm. house and you know <laughs> and it was brilliant mate it was I, so- I had it recently on a previous uh, podcast i had miles on from the wonder stuff on Oh, and, I, and I've fucking listened to his music all my life, and and it was that fight yeah. of uh, fight or flight situation bang before where everybody's just saying, "What are you doing to yourself? This is this." It's just the fear of the unknown, isn't it? And just like just going on, and and it was amazing. I really enjoyed the show, and it was just such a relief after when I'm just having a fag, thinking, "Oh, that was brilliant," and I'm just thinking, "God, I'm on such a fucking high. I just love yeah. doing this thing." Especially someone like Miles Hunt, who's got. As far as I'm aware, he's got a little bit of a reputation for yeah, maybe yeah. sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Different. It can be, yeah. Yeah, and you're like, so that's again, you're like, fuck, you know, is this going to be the day that <laughs> he decides he's going to have the arse and <laughs> you got that worry? And it's and you don't want to ruin the legacy that you've got in your head, you mm. know, because the eight-legged yeah. groove machine fucking changed my life. The eight-legged groove machine and then hop. We talk about and that. Then- I, I handed a tape of the eight leg groove machine when I was thirteen, and and then I found a band for life, and I'm going to see him in uh, Stockport on Sunday live. So oh, it's just man, like, yeah. all these thirty odd years, forty years, whatever it is, um, it's just fucking. Got, it grabs yeah. you sometimes. Music, doesn't it? And comedy is the same with me as well. I just, you just you find something and you just fucking committed for life. Sometimes it can just happen like that. It just it's. Yeah. I was lucky. I've said this on loads of places, but. I was lucky that I had music ever since I was a kid. Like my mum and dad always had, there was always music on, there were records everywhere. Yeah. We'd go out every month and dad would buy a load of new records and we'd go home and we'd, we'd put them on and then then that would go into the evening and we'd put on all the old ones and you're listening to The Who, then you listen to Eddie Grant and then you listen to Bob Dylan and then Elton John yeah. and then you listen to it. And it just, and you know, and then you all, it was brilliant. It was a really good time. And so when you start discovering your own music, yeah. That's you know you when that when you're that you have you, you you grow up with that, and then the band that the first band that hits you right between the eyes was Happy Mondays for me. Yeah, just I've had I've I had Sean just, I've had Sean on the show. It's fucking oh, brilliant. Mate. Just oh, fucking I'd love to talk to Sean. Yeah, man. Mate, but that's it. But so growing up in the eighties, so I was big on Level Forty Two and all that kind of like jazz funk stuff. And then I remember sitting. Around my uh, around my mate Caroline's house, and we were just watching the the the, the chart show, and uh, and you're always happy when it was indie when it was indie the indie day because it was always like rock or it was pop, and then when it was indie day, like fucking come on, <laughs> nice. and uh, they played Rope for Luck WFL yeah. the video in the nightclub, yeah. and it was Vince Clark remix. And I remember just sitting there going, who the fuck is this? Just Sean Ryder just off his head looking about in night. Off his head. Yeah. And then Bez going, there was like Bez going <laughs> backwards and forwards. And then, and I'm just like, they, they look like the lads down the pub, like the yeah. older boys. And I'm just like, what the fuck is this? And I remember going out <laughs> and running around all the shops, like our price, and all that, trying to find that record. And I found it in um, in a record shop in Bromley near where I live. And I, just, I remember walking home on it and just looking at it and just so excited. And when I first put it on, that click of the vinyl and then the the, the noise and then it dun 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 and I was like, oh my fucking god, <laughs> it's mine. And that was god. it. That was it. Mondays, Mondays for yeah. me just set me off. Yeah, I, I had that with uh, Wonder Stuff, then Happy Mondays, like you say, and then Oasis just took me the next ten mm-hmm. years. Just took took away 
the rest of my life and just going and watch them, watching them all over the world. It's just Absolutely. such good days. Have you ever thought about playing? Did you play any instruments yourself? Drums, but badly. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, my dad said it sounded like someone trying to push a shed down the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have a proper kit in house then when you were a kid? Or... No one I know. About I, had, I had it later on. <laughs> I had it later on. We had it when I lived in, when I moved out and I was living with the mother of my children. Yeah. I had a drum kit up in the top. Because we had this like townhouse. So I was up in the top. Right. So I had a drum kit there. And then when we split up and I was living with somebody else, years later i had another drum kit and it was in the lounge and we didn't have it was a big old lounge mm. we didn't have any neighbors it was in the middle of nowhere in the countryside so my youngest used to come over at weekends and then i'd go and do gigs and then they were like, oh, can i play the drums and he just rattled around on the drums and when he was nine and then i came in one day and he went listen to this listen to this and he's going do 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 and i went that's supersonic that's he went, yeah, 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 yeah. It's oasis dad it's oasis <laughs> And then he went on and he started to play. He, he got lessons from Eddie from Lower Than Atlantis. And then he went on to study music at BIM. He's in Bristol now. He's a drummer at BIM. Oh, class. And, that, and so that came. So I didn't I didn't really get I wanted to, but I never really had musicians around me when I was growing up. So it didn't occur to me. I could do it myself. But from that, my youngest became a musician. So, yeah, and he's, he's just been doing some gigs with Joe T. Johnson and, He's getting out there now, so it's fucking great. I, I, yeah. I, I just—it's it, always there. There's always that connection between comedy and music. I just—it fascinates me. Just, it's just how it's not linked, but it's kind of linked in the background through different little pockets of humans. I just find it fascinating yeah. that kind of stuff. I, I, I mentioned just like winding down after interviews and stuff. How, how do you like? You know, you've just recorded this special. How, how do you like wind down after some of like that? Um, I don't really think. We didn't really have. It was all sort of a like we did. The, we did it, mm. and then uh, my wife Kate and I. There was a mate of ours there as well, Geordie, and we we just we went around. The, there's a bar around the corner, and we had a, we were having a pint in there, just having a chat. And then Paul Keogh, who does um, mm. plays drums for uh, Peter Hook, wandered in. Starts talking to my mate Geordie. I didn't know who it was. Yeah. I just because he, he looks a bit like Stuart Lee, so I was a bit like, <laughs> okay, yeah. So I was like, all right. So he's chatting. He sits with us. And he's having a chat and he's talking about music. And I just went, "Who are you? Who are you?" And he went, "Oh, I'm a drummer. I play for. I play for. I play in Hooky's band." And I was yeah. like, "Oh my fucking god!" <laughs> that was it. I didn't care about the gig I just done. I didn't yeah. care about it. Oh, I just nice. wanted to win. <laughs> I think Morrissey. I think Morrissey had been in town that night as well. Morrissey, he was, yeah, he was. He was on at the Apollo, yeah, he was, yeah. And, uh, so, yeah. So I just, I just, I so after gigs, I don't really have a moment. I don't need to kind of like wind down or like, I'm just on to the next thing. Yeah. So yeah, it's just one of those characters. Like that's done now. Let's move on to the next thing. Yeah, let's do something else. Where are we going now? What are we doing? I'm always. I'll either die young, or. <laughs> I'll just keep going forever. I'll end up like the Rolling Stones, just like 90. It's all about my ball bag. One one of the biggest skills that I see when I watch comedy is getting the audience to be at ease with you straight away. And as soon as you come on, you, you've just got a way about you that just grabs the audience by the bollocks and just says, you, you're joining you're joining me on this ride, whether you like it or not, type thing. That, that, how, that, that is a massive skill to have. How do you like assess that, having that skill? Just comes naturally. Again, it yeah. comes from doing a million gigs. Yeah. 
get to a point like there's that the well-known discussion on imposter syndrome mm. that yeah I mean, we all have it we we because oh, yeah. you know that just comes from insecurity you know you you still feel like you're not quite good at it or you're getting away with it or whatever but then i remember doing the comedy store and simon mason one of the one of the promote one of the bookers he just took me to one side because I'd, I'd gone out and i'd done the opening bit i was emceeing and then and then I, and he knew I was a bit nervous and he came in and he went, we haven't booked you as a favour. We've booked you because you're good at what you do. Yeah. So stop fucking about and get out there mm. and do it. Yeah. Do what we booked you to do. And, I went, and it just changed everything for me. I was like, oh yeah, people aren't booking you to, they're not doing you a favour. It's not, it's not, a, it's not a youth training scheme. You've worked <laughs> really hard. You've got where you are because you worked really hard and now people are booking you. So stop fucking around. And you go, Yeah. And now I'm at that point. So it's funny. Yeah. Someone's Nobby who runs Hecklers in Aldershot last night. He said that. He said, you just got this way where you just walk out and you go, look, I'm just going to talk to you. You're either going to laugh or you're not going to laugh, but I'm still going to talk to you. So it's up to you what you do. And I'm yeah. like, I haven't really thought about it until yesterday. And now mm. I, I don't know. It just comes from, I'm more comfortable on stage than I am off. And it's not mm-hmm. in a like showing off way. Yeah. I just love making people laugh. Yeah. It, it, one of the things that was said to me in the first lockdown, another comedian friend of mine, he went, oh, yeah, but we need the attention and we need the love. And, and I, I suddenly realised, I'm like, I don't need it. I don't yeah. need the attention. What I need is making people happy. I like making people laugh. Yeah. I like people going away and going, that was a fucking good night, that. I really enjoyed that. And I've yeah. taken people out of the shit for an hour or 20 minutes or however long it is. Because everything's so fucking hard at the minute. We're all under yeah. we're all under pressure to to pay the bills. We're run by a bunch of fucking shitbags that don't care about us. And so my job is to just dance around with my pointy shoes and my little balloon and yeah. you know, Mr. Claypole from Rent Ago. <laughs> I'm all like, all right, let me let me distract you for a bit. Yeah. And if I can do that, and it's sat now I sound like a cheesy piece of shit, but No, man, I get it. It's it's it it, it just showed on that Tuesday night in Manchester. How much people need just to get away from the fucking noise of the, the news and with the world yeah. out there. It's just, it, it, it's such a, it, it's somewhere to an escape a comedy club, isn't it? Yeah. But it's seen, it's, it's being influenced by I think that, that the parallels between music and comedy are like you say, they are there. And I think going and seeing bands and being influenced by the bands, mm-hmm. by how they bring a, bring a, a group of people together. I saw Remington and the Makers at um, Electric Ballroom in Camden. Mm. And before they came on, and bear in mind, there's quite a mixed b- bunch that go and see Remington yeah. and the Makers. You know, there's, you know, there's all manner of people, but there's quite a solid sort of lad vibe. Yeah. There's a Stone Island jackets kicking about and all that. But it's a, well, it's a, it's a very, they're very, they're all good people, but there's an element that's a little bit laddie. Yeah. And just before they came on, they played the Human League, Don't You Want Me Baby. And I videoed it because the whole place, as one, was bouncing, absolutely bouncing and screaming, Don't You Want Me Baby. And I'm like, that is that is what I want. Yeah. I don't feel like I'm above everybody. I feel like I'm like, got my arms around their shoulders yeah. going, fucking yeah, don't <laughs> you want me baby. You know, I'm having it with them. Yeah. And it's that getting influenced by bands like that, that bringing people together rather than shut up, listen to what, listen to us. This is what we you've got to shut up from it. Just fucking people having it, you yeah. know. That's that's that for me is more 
that's what I'm like. I'm more like I'm with the people rather than sort of against them. You know, John McClough from Reverend the Makers. He's one of those type because I know him personally from Sheffield. Um, yeah, he he was one of the first people that gave me an interview when I started this RGM thing that kind of helped me get my little project RGM out to bigger right. bigger eyes. So so I've got a lot of time for those guys. The whole band, they're just you know class people, and they they yeah. they they're just there to have a good time. They just fucking they, and they've got a new album coming out that I'm really excited about too. So they're still going now, just yeah. having it, and yeah, they are just an, an another great band of you know, good people to get involved with, I think. I don't, I don't really know what else to yeah, say Yeah, but that's it. it as well. They're a, they're a, and they're a band. They're yeah. a band and they, like, yeah, John's the lead singer, but yeah. they're all, they're all on a level with each other. You can see it. So mm-hmm. when you see the band, they all get a turn of like, sh- they all get a, like, a light shone on them. Yeah. Like, so Laura does a bit mm-hmm. and then John does a bit and then, and it's, and it was the heart. They're a band. Yeah. Yeah. They're a whole band, and I and they just. I think about that gig I, it might, every day. Every day, I just yeah. go, yeah. And then seeing John on on um, on Twitter, I mean, he's not so much on there now because it's fucking to bin fire on there. Yeah. But just seeing him and seeing him being really honest about his own sort of struggles with mental health, mm. and that's what you need. You need someone like that who's got a position that people listen to. To, to go, listen, we all need to open up about our mental health. We all need to be there for each other rather than all shouting and hollering and being fucking shit. So, yeah, yeah I've got a lot of time for that band. Well, that you, is- you, you've got this podcast going on that, you know, openly talks about mental health things. I've just got one yeah. more question before we get to the podcast, if that's all right. Though. And it's just, it's, just, it's just around one of your bits in your special. Uh, and it, and, it's, and, and it, it really connected with me about, I feel like I'm just one of the, I'm the most progressive out of all my lad mates. Oh, yeah. I, feel, I feel like I'm that guy out of the all, all the freaks and the weirdos in that WhatsApp group that you that you've grown up with yeah. and you just fucking love. Um, I, I it's kind of it, that bit in it when you when you talk about your experience with that kind of stuff. That I just wanted to say that that kind of really resonated with me, and I'm sure it will do with a lot of other people, other people oh, as well. It's one of them. <laughs> I, I get ridiculed by people that, that, that like we'd, we'd be talking about whatever we're talking about and yeah. then they'll go uh, and I'll, I'll go yeah but and they go oh here we go this is rich, <laughs> yeah. rich with more of his woke shit yeah. and you're like and they're taking the piss they yeah. that's the thing they're good lads they're all they're good they're good lads they're good family members they're yeah. you know people that i've grown up with they're you know they understand they understand things more than they're given credit for it's just that they take the piss they and <laughs> You know, they, they, and that's, it's a, it's a, I, I think it's a working class thing where yeah. if they're taking the piss out of you, it's because they like you. Yeah. It's when they're not, that's <laughs> when you know that you're in trouble. But, um, sorry, I said the sweet tea. Um, but yeah, it's, 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 I'm trying to, I'm trying to be better. Yeah. You know, I'm trying to, be, and I'm really lucky because my lads, you know, they're 30 and 25 now. So they've got a different experience of the world. And then there's now and again, we have conversations. I have conversations with my, my sons, my oldest son's wife, Mary, about all issues and things like that. And it gets quite heated sometimes, yeah. but you know, we're, we're having the conversations because I want to, I want to have a better, a better understanding about what's going on, you know? Yeah. And then the, you know, the lads, they get it. Like individually, they'll message me and they'll go, like, that was really interesting. I listened to your podcast. Like they're oh. almost sneakily like, I listened to your podcast. <laughs> Don't tell John. <laughs> yeah. 
you know, and they're all listening to it. And I get, but when they're together, it's just they're just rinsing each other. Yeah. And it, 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 and some of the things they say, like you, if out of the group, yeah. if you were outside of that, and you heard what they were saying, you'd go, "What? That's disgusting. That's yeah. disgraceful." But it's they're being ironic and they're taking the piss yeah. and they're they're seeing how far they can push it. So I understand, but yeah, to the untrained ear, <laughs> you know. Yeah, so, that, it, it, that's it, that yeah, it just it just really resonated with me. So I just I just, I just felt like I just wanted to say, oh mate, it, nice it, one. But we're all trying, aren't we? We're trying to be better. Yeah, like, like I said earlier, I'm I'm trying to get, I'm trying to understand this fucking world we live in, and I'm 44, yeah. and I feel like I've only just started my journey in trying to figure it all out. Really, I feel like I'm right late at party. I'm I'm like I should have started when I was like 18, but I was too busy drinking booze and playing guitar. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you feel like you've wasted your life a little bit. I haven't. I've got no regrets. I, I, I just feel like I'm late to the party of trying to understand this world we live in sometimes. Well, that's, I mean, yeah, but I think you've just, it's like, it's like when people turn around and when there's new technology and they go, oh, I'm a bit of a technophobe. It's just yeah. fear. Yeah. It's fear of the unknown. Once you read the instructions, once you get in, once you get into it, fiddle around with the buttons a little yeah. bit and you start to get it. It's like driving. Before yeah. you learn to yeah. drive, you you were terrified. You thought you could never do it, but now you 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 fucking donutting around as the car park. So, you know you're you you overcoming that fear of the unknown and fear of new things will will push you on. So now language is changing. You know, there's human beings are changing. the 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 idea of gender is changing. The you know people's sexuality. Yeah. Everyone's understanding that we're a bit more fluid than once we all thought we were and Things are changing, and I think you just got to have a look at it. I think the problem is, is that people are getting shouted at yeah. for getting it wrong, and that's what I've, that's t- what I've talked about that on the podcast before. It's like, as a middle-aged white man, uh, it seems to be like my yeah. personal demographic get hammered so much if you if you say things the wrong way or if you're clumsy with how you're trying to explain things. I'm, I'm just yeah. generally interested in it, and, <laughs> and uh, I want to learn more about it, but I'm, I'm not very good at talking about it. So I'm going to stumble over it. I'm going to make mistakes. I'm but but it, it's I'm doing it with the right from the right place. But just yeah. don't fucking hound me for if I say something wrong. <laughs> I'm just yeah, I'm trying my best. Yeah. That is that is difficult. Yeah, that's it. It's all about it's all about intent. Yeah. You know your your intentions are, are yeah. pure. Your intentions are right. You know everything else that you do speaks for itself. It mm. shows what what a decent dude you are. You know, but and occasionally we say it wrong, but because people are so willing to be offended, they're looking to be yeah. offended that they that they're, and they actually want to be the person that finds the thing to be offended about, and then they go, yeah. "Look, what I found," and everyone goes, "Oh yeah, we can be offended about yeah. that," and they all chase after it. Yeah, I think everybody, everybody across the board, left, right, up, down, wherever you are, everybody needs to just chill the fuck out yeah. and have a chat. Because at the minute you're just banging heads against each other, and it's not getting you anywhere. And wasting you, time. Twitter is just a complete waste of time. If you if, if you try and have a conversation with anybody on Twitter, it's just a complete waste of time. Just don't bother. Just put your stuff out. Just don't yeah. bother, just don't bother with conversations on there. It's not worth it. It's not Twitter in Twitter, <laughs> and the fact that people are scared of Twitter, and you're yeah. like the fucking app on your phone. <laughs> just don't worry about it. Don't don't just d- delete it. It gives a shit. Yeah. One of them. The way it's going, you know, we're, we we really are in crisis money-wise. We're in crisis um, environmentally. You know, we should all now be coming together rather than butting heads about yeah. who's into what and who does whatever. 
we should all be coming together. The world, I mean, not just yeah. not just uh, not just us on Twitter. It's everybody. We should be we should be all working together because if we don't, we ain't going to have we're not going to have this world. It's going to go. And you know, I, I don't want to see that happen. So, but all we can do, I don't really look at the news now because it yeah. does my edit. So I kind of all I want to do. I take care of my little bit. So I take care of everyone around me. I'm as decent to everyone as I can be whenever I meet them. Yeah. I get it wrong. I fuck it up. Of course I do. But yeah. I'm trying. Mm. And that's all you can do. And then yeah. hopefully that goodness that you that your little created, that will connect to someone else's little bit of goodness, their yeah. little circle. That little circle will connect. Then it will just spread. All the good stuff will spread. But shouting on Twitter, there's this fucking <laughs> point. I can just shove your cock in the microwave and just turn it to the <laughs> What's the point? <laughs> <laughs> so, so there's no better time than to discuss your podcast, mate. You're a comedian, of course. You've got a podcast. <laughs> I know. I've got it. I've An got award-winning it. podcast, though, mate. Fucking right, mate. There you go. Yeah, it, we got in just at the right time. Yeah. I did. I did hardcore listings, yeah. uh, which are on Scooby's Pips Distraction Pieces Network uh, with Stu Riffin and Chris Glasson. And off the back of that, there I can't remember what he, I think it was their producer Brad Acton messaged me and said, "I think you should do your own podcast. I think you there's something you could do." Again, it's like comedy. I think yeah. you should do this. So I've been really lucky, and so it came from that. And 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 he said, he goes, "Do a podcast now because in a year or so's time, there's going to be this massive wave." And he wasn't wrong. Yeah. We got in 2018. We started, I think. Oh yeah, 2018, 19, might be 19. And then then the walls just came falling in. Everyone's got a podcast. Yeah. Tell me about it. You know, <laughs> yeah, everyone. And it, so that, and then again, it gets harder to promote, doesn't it? Because yeah. you're like, there's only so many hours in the day. So what you're trying to find ways to get people to connect to it. And it's hard work, man, isn't it? It is hard work. And, and that's one of my questions really, Ed, uh, is I've, I've put podcasting, hard work, in it. It's <laughs> 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 like one of my bullet points. <laughs> to, to, to get to create content every week it's fucking it is hard people don't appreciate how hard it is to keep content going like that yeah. and I, this, this series i think this is going to be in the 60s so i've been doing the podcast every week for over a year Brilliant. and that's hard work and I, I started doing podcasts and getting fascinated with podcasts about six years ago before everybody had one and i weren't very good at it and it came and went and but this series just feels like i've kind of like found my voice and how yeah. how I want to do it really this series and it and and, it, and it's working a lot better. You can always want more listeners, but you know you can't. You know it just it is where it is, isn't it? You've got it's like what I said earlier about being in a band, being a comedian, yeah. and like you've just said, you're getting better at it. Mm. So it just you, you you've just got to put the work in. Yeah. So the more work you put in, the 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 you know asking people to come and do it. There's that you know the fear of rejection. Yeah. Which will which will stop you doing stuff, but and I'm I'm the worst at that. I have moments where I'm really brave and I'll go, yeah. "Do you want to come and do this?" And nine times out of ten, people will go, "Yeah," or they go, "I can't yet, but I'll get back to you." People are normally pretty good; yeah. they're pretty up for it. The only one I'm I'm funnily enough mentioning John Reverend and the Makers, I'm mm. a bit embarrassed about because I I messaged him and I said, "Would you? I see you're going to be in London. I think he was producing someone, somebody like doing something in a studio." And I messaged him. I said, "Would you be up for a chat with the podcast?" Mm. He's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." He goes, well, he goes, "I'm doing this thing. Like, when when are you around?" And I I went, "Oh fuck!" And I'm like, "He can only do this one particular night." And I'm yeah. like, "Ah oh, shit!" And I went, "Ah oh, look, I've got to do a gig, and I've got to do something else." 
would you be up for a, a, a chat at like 10 p.m. tonight? Mm. And he never, he never replied. And I, I'm like, ah, oh, fuck. Maybe I made myself look a right dickhead. No, but, you'll, it, 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 he'll get back to it. He'll probably get back to it about three months when he's <laughs> when he's realised he's not, he's forgot to reply. No, in I just, I was so embarrassed. That's the only one I'm a bit like, Ugh. but it's just, you know, you just got to keep pushing it at it, mate. It is hard, and it is, but you've just got to keep doing it. You know, yeah. keep putting it out because yeah. it'll. Word of mouth will spread. Like someone else will listen yeah. to it, and it, and when you put it out, it's what you what you put in the tags. Like you mm-hmm. kind of go, this week we talk about blah 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 blah. People go, oh, no, I like that. I'll have a listen to that. Yeah. Like if someone's a fan of the Wonder Stuff, you yeah. put that out. Go, we chatted about the Wonder Stuff. We did this. We did that. And people go, oh, let's have a listen to that. Then yeah. it's just it's just that. It's just continually plugging, isn't it? Keep so- keep. Keep plugging away. So your podcast, uh, I've it, it's it, it, I'm subscribed. I'm on it. I've been through your last three right. episodes. I really enjoyed the Turner one, just his story and how yeah. how honest you both are talking about mental health and that kind of stuff, and the story around his brother, and yeah. just, it was just a really you know just heartbreaking story to just to hear and to hear about other people's mental health. Is it so? It, so it's called Insane in the Membrane. People, I'll put a link to the description of this podcast in there as well if you want to, you know, for people to get involved. Um, where did the mental health side of it, you know, when did you decide that it's going to be that's going to be a, a theme running through your shows? I think it just happened. I think mm-hmm. I used to do care work when I, I used, yeah. when I was at college and I was studying um, City and Guilds community care, community care, City and Guilds. And then I worked in old people's homes and I'd work with children and adults with physical and mental disabilities. So I always had that care care work thing in, in me. And then, you know, as the conversation about mental health sort of started to build, I'd had counselling myself. I was in a green room with Milo McCabe, who's now Troy Hawk. And, um, ah. Yeah, and he's all a train- over his socials. That guy, I, I love all his uh, introducing stuff outside BNM and that. <laughs> I love that. One of the greatest successes <laughs> from from the lockdowns and everything <laughs> is Troy Hawk, Milo McKay. Yeah. Not only one of the funniest people going, but just one of the sweetest men you've ever met. He's a he's a beautiful, beautiful soul. I love him dearly, and just seeing him, just seeing what's happening with him is is it makes my heart sing, honestly. And I was, he's a trained psychoanalyst, oh. like he's done it. Yeah. So I was in a green room with him and I just, he went, he went, you're right. And I went, and I just, instead of going, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. How are you? I just felt compelled to tell him. And I just went, actually, I've been doing this. And he went, that's amazing. And we had this big conversation about therapy. And then another comedian came in and they were like, what are you talking about? And I went, oh, I'll just talk about this. And then he started to talk about yeah. his mental health. And then it just went from that. It was like I was sitting on my bed uh, in my flat, and I'm like, "Yeah, this is a this podcast is about mental health. That's what this is. It's about men mm-hmm. having a chat, like they're down the pub. Like yeah. that's how you that's that's how you do it. Not just sitting in big armchairs like like Parkinson. Yeah. You've got to be like your like your mates. You're in the pub and you you're having a chat and you have a bit of piss taking, and then you have then you have a, a, a full on hardcore conversation." back to piss taking and so that's kind of the vibe of the podcast and when i thought of the name when i thought of insane in the membrane i was because it was it's a misheard lyric from cypress hill Mm. i used to think it was membrane and then when i found out it just came from that i was like that that it was one of them it just happened it all just slotted into place it's not membrane Uh, the the cypress hill lyrics not membrane 
Yeah, it's inside in the membrane. Oh, right. Okay. Oh, sorry. I thought you'd, I've, I've misheard you. Yeah. Go on, mate. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought it was membrane. Oh, uh, all right. Okay. Right. So then it was, yeah, and it says it's membrane. It's saying in the membrane. Yeah. And then I remember, I remember chucking myself back on the bed going, that's it. I'm done. That's yeah. it. Stay off. Thought <laughs> <laughs> it. And it's been really good. Loads of people listen to it. We've mm. had incredible guests, Heston Blumenthal and yeah. all more people that I never thought I'd ever have a chat with. It's been great. So how, how has it like helped you? having these conversations has it helped you like has it helped you comedy has it helped you you know, you know rich wilson in the real world on, on your own out there it's made me i have a i have more empathy for people it's mm. made me have a better understanding about other people because it's more yeah. the podcast is it's all about the guests it's not about me yeah it's all about the guests and it it's me learning from everyone that i talk to mm. And understanding that, do you know what? It doesn't matter what background you, you're from or where you're at at that time. We're all fundamentally the same. We're all we're all trying to get by. Doesn't matter where you are on the fame ladder. Doesn't matter where you are in your chosen profession. We're all just trying to survive. We're all just trying to get by. We're all fundamentally the same. I think the lockdown showed that when yeah. we all got locked down. You know, everyone was trying trying to do stuff like famous people. Backstreet Boys were still. They were performing from their houses. I mean, all right, their houses are like, you know, they're like their palaces, but they were still locked in and they were still yeah. on a level with us going, what the fuck do we do? You know? And I've learned and from the podcast, it has definitely influenced my comedy, that kind of, well, that's where that's, that material comes from, that, you know, that that stuff about my mates that aren't as progressive as the rest of us comes from conversations I've had yeah. on podcasts yeah. and, and with them and, so yeah, it's definitely influenced. It's definitely given me a a more chilled out, open minded approach to my comedy and the universe. Yeah, you know? and I and I understand the trans issues now. I understand. I understand women. I understand what it <laughs> what it is to be a woman yeah. now. That what women have to go through on a daily basis. It, it blows your mind. Like the the whole, you know thing of you know babies and or maybe you you can't have babies but you've still got the clock ticking that's yeah. telling you should have babies but you can't have them for whatever medical reason or whatever else and and yeah i'm like well i never even knew that i just i had no idea and that just comes from the podcast so yeah it's just opened my mind man it's helped me get better at listening like, oh, right. like and, and i think i think so i'm still like i've, I've found myself interrupting on this interview a few times and talking about my stuff when, when I'm trying to get better at, uh, at not doing that <laughs> as well. So I'm still like, you know what I mean? You just wrestle with your own mind sometimes when it's pointless, don't you? Um, but particularly around like, e- e- even even with the missus, our Kirsty, you know, like I'm, I'm trying to just get better at listening, not just being this uh, brain that's got its own way of doing stuff. It's just, it's complicated and it's hard work, isn't it? Yeah, of course it is. And it used to be, I I was talking about this yesterday and talking about expectations that we bring to relationships and things like that. You kind of, whereas when I was younger and you're kind of like, oh, I expect this from a relationship. And when I get that, then I will attend to the expectations of my loved ones. And, but now I'm older, you kind of go, actually, if you put people first, if you think about them a bit more, things that then, things will that you want from a relationship will happen it's a it's a nice mm-hmm. kind of chemistry 
rather than you with your, your defense that with your crown on going like, I'm the king yeah. of the world. I shall have my expectations met. I've, I've only just realized that though, if I'm doing the podcast myself personally, like, yeah, like yeah, yeah. in recent, I'm 44, like, it, no way, no way where I like it before I was 40. So like early 40s, right. I've kind of, I've kind of like, it, it's, it's just happened where I just think, yeah, I need to get better at this because it's not, it's, you know, I can, I can do better here. Um, yeah. Just crack on and just it's you know, like, be a nicer person but, as well sometimes. Yeah. But that's it. If you, if you just listen a bit, rather than worrying about what you want, mm. if you just listen to other people for a bit, You'll get what you want eventually, you know, and it, it, it all it all it'll all work out. You just got to just chill the fuck out, talk <laughs> yes. to each other, be a bit more, just to be a bit more chilled, and you know. And the thing is, you'll never, you're never going to be perfect. Yeah. You're always going to fuck up. There's never, there's not a destination for any of this. There's no kind of, oh, I'll, I'll achieve that and I'll get to that yeah. level, and then everything will be fine. <laughs> it's a constant, for want of a better word, journey that only stops when you're not here anymore that's it you just it's a constant project it's, the, it's the same for people like to... like chase pay grades at work or if they get a promotion they yeah. think, if i get that promotion then my life's going to be sorted it never is is it no. we've got this thing within those humans that want the unachievable <laughs> the unquenchable thirst yes the unachievable the perfect pint <laughs> on and on and on yeah the perfect <laughs> you know what i'm i'm on the lookout for the perfect denim jacket Okay, and I always think I've found it, and it ain't the one. And it, <laughs> I saw a guy yesterday; he walked past me, and it was perfect. And I was yeah. like, "Yes, that's the denim jacket yeah. I'm after." Just the right amount of wear, just the right amount of whatever. Yeah, and it's the same with, with you know, you're always, you're never going to be perfect, yeah. but if you can just be a bit more understanding, a bit more empathetic about the people around you and your loved ones, you know that being being married is now is one of the best things I've ever done. I love, I love my wife dearly. I just want to make her happy. And that, that is something I've, I've not really felt before. Yeah. I had in times, but not yeah. on the level yeah. I have now, like she's everything. And that's what I, that's, yeah. that makes me happy making her happy. Yeah, and I think that maybe that just comes with age. Maybe that's just yeah. you know, you're a, bit, yeah. you're a bit more, a bit more selfless, you know? Yeah. Just chill out a bit. <laughs> But she's really cool as well. Like she's yeah. always making sure I'm all right, and that I think we're on a we're on a, an equal level where we're both looking out for each other. Yeah, and that's a beautiful thing. That's that's if you can achieve that, you know, you're pretty you're pretty I'm, bullet. I'm going to surprise her with, with a nice tea when she gets back today. She's a teacher, so she works fucking hard. So, uh, so it's my day off today. I've got to, I've got a chat with Rich today, and then I'm going to nip her, get her a nice tea. Then I then I feel like I've I'm. Then, then I feel like I'm the best human in the world, and then I can just do no. nothing for ages. But then, see, it's little things like that. Like you don't have to, you don't yeah. have to do big extravagant yeah. things. You haven't got to take on a massive holiday. You just do little things like that. Like you know, it's Friday. Go and get her a chippy tea, and then yeah. when she comes in, it's all there. And or just little, just little bits. Yeah, clean your pubes off, off the back of the toilet. Like no chance. Yeah, <laughs> put a washing too on far, when you have a too off. far rich, yeah. too far rich. <laughs> that's not my job mate <laughs> just a little, just be yeah. a bit more thoughtful yeah sure that will that will be more appreciated than than anything yeah. else 
And I've learned that the hard way. I say yes. this is a and yeah. it has fucked up many times <laughs> rich man i really appreciate your time today and having a chat with you um I, 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 have you got a date for you when your special comes out or is there anything you want to plug or share with the world out there i'll put links to you um yeah. you've got a radio show as well I'll, I'll put a link to your radio show and your podcast in the description of this podcast yeah because i know these are, these are other things that you like to do is there anything else you want to share with the rich wilson fans out there um <laughs> i don't know if there are any but then but it's I, I just I don't know when this special's coming out, okay. but when it does, I'll put all the links all over my yeah. socials. Okay. I'm on I'm on Twitter, I am Rich Wilson. I am Rich Wilson on Instagram. Yeah. The tuned up time machine, the radio show's got its own uh, Instagram yeah. as well. <coughs> well. Excuse me. Um and I'm just around. I'll be around. Yeah. I'm I'm gigging, I'm doing all manner of stuff. So if you if you listen to this and you liked it, jump up and say hello to me. Yeah. If you see me at a gig, come and say hello. If you see me in the right in the street, say hello. We'll have a chat about music. You know, I'm up I'm up for a chat. So you know, it's been great to talk to you. You too, mate. Thanks, Rich. Really appreciate your time, mate. And uh, just wish you all the best with everything you've got going on. And congratulations on getting married again. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. What's your what was the name yeah. of your band? Quickly, it was the Sound. We were called the, the sound. sound, and then we changed it to Seven L's. A few years right. after, so we were called a, a couple of different things. Yeah, 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 yeah. I found my ticket stub for the Wonder Stuff at the Town and Country Club the other day. The four. Oh, right, okay. Six pounds. Wow. Six quid to get in. I went to see him in Manchester at Ritz only a couple of months ago, and um, that was like 45 quid then. <laughs> you wow. know, for tickets these days. And I think, I can remember the first time I went to see him, we were at Leadmill years and years ago, and I think it was probably a fiver. <laughs> yeah. But I see all those bands are coming back now, aren't they? One of the yeah. stuff. Uh, Neds, Spiral Neds, Carpets, I saw you retweet it. I retweeted it earlier. Right. How good was that? How good was that trailer? Yeah. Just passing off the Hammond. Oh my God, yeah, how right. exciting. I need, to, I need to get in touch with Clint because we, we, I've had Clint on the podcast. Um, Have you? Yeah, man. Just, just get in touch with him for yours, man. It, 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 he's a fast, fascinating guy and a lovely bloke. Um, oh, and yeah, that, when man. I saw that in Spiral Carpets tweet, I'd, I'd, I'd retweeted it and then I saw you re- you'd retweeted it today. So I thought, yeah, yeah, yeah everybody's yeah. just enjoying the spiral carpets. Look like they're coming back. Fucking love that shit, man. Yeah. I remember I remember there was a gig at Turnmills, uh, a DJ set. Clint mm. was DJing. Supposed to be Clint and Sean Ryder. Yeah. Sean Ryder was so fucked. <laughs> he was he's he's chanting away and he said and Clint was like, That's right, Sean. Bibbly bobbly boo. Brilliant. Right, this has been lovely. Thank you for oh, having you're me. You're welcome, mate. You're welcome, mate. Thanks for your, thanks for your time today. Is there any? Um, yeah, I just wanted to thank you for your time, mate, and just wish you all the best. My pleasure. Thanks very much. Thanks, nice mate. one, man. Speak soon. Cheers. Cheers, pal. See you later. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, Rich, mate. Right, enjoyed this time, and you can see, you know, time just flies when you're having fun, doesn't it? You know, one of the longer. Uh, interviews and chats that we've had on the podcast and that's just because we're having so much fun just you know it felt to me and you know i can't speak for rich but it, it just felt like we clicked a little bit and it was lovely to have that conversation very enjoyable thank you mate yeah as we mentioned in the intro check out the description of the podcast um check out his podcast check out his stand-up just check out Rich Wilson. He's great. Thank you. Yeah, so that ends another week. You know, the, the, the place where you can learn about what's happening on the podcast, who's coming up, uh, how to join the Patreon, all these type of things is just by nipping onto Twitter at RGM Pod. Just reached 500 subscribers on the RG, RGM YouTube channel as well recently, so that's 
Bonus. That's growing a little bit. Nice. However you want to consume us, ask Alexa. Do it however you want. Just keep joining us each week because we very much appreciate each and every one of you for listening in. So what you got coming up this week then, guys? Much? questionable <laughs> well ladies and gentlemen thanks again for joining us again for another week here at the RGM Experience Podcast with me Carl Maloney the host of the show um, I will leave you to get on with the week earn a few quid do whatever you need to do and thank you again for everybody joining us on the podcast thanks for the new Patreons thanks for joining us on YouTube it's very much appreciated my name's Carl Maloney I'll stop banging on We'll see you next week. Cheers, guys. Toodle-oo. Welcome to RGM. Are you in a band? Come and join us. Simply click on the RGM submission page, submit your music, and we'll sort the rest. Be a part of it with Scott's Menswear, the go-to destination for sports fashion. With a reputation spanning over 30 years, Scott's has a mega brand catalogue featuring Adidas Originals, Nike, Fred Perry, Pretty Green, and many more. Here at RGM, we love the support that they offer us and the music-loving community around us. Check them out at scottsmenswear.com. Hello. Did you know that you can support our podcast in many ways? Within the description of this podcast, you will see a list of all the equipment that we use. These are Amazon affiliate links. Clicking on these links take you to Amazon. If you buy whatever you're planning that week, we get a small kickback and you get a parcel at no extra cost. We would really appreciate your support. Or you can just go old school and donate a pound or whatever you feel is appropriate in there. Please subscribe. Tell a friend about our show. And thank you for your support. And we'll see you next week.